0: The Powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everybody. Lori Schwartz, your Tech Cat here, broadcasting live from the Insight Innovation Exchange Conference, continuing learning about thought leadership in the marketing and inside space and really having our mind blown over and over again by all the innovation happening in this space. So we have a fabulous Paul Connor, who's the CEO of of emotive analytics and we're going to get into a little bit of that uh, talk about how we assess the emotional piece of this uh, of of, of insights and research. So Paul tell us about your journey here because um, you were telling me before about how you formed why you founded the company so I'd love to hear your perspective.
1: Sure, so back in the early 2000s, around 2003, I started seeing from neuroscience and psychology that emotions and feelings and other types of affect really do drive human behavior, human decisions and behavior. And that fascinated me because up until that point, it was more like a nice thing to have, but now we're learning that it's just part of the human condition, that emotions, that's their function to tell us what to do. I like to say uh, we do what we do and we buy what we buy because our emotions and feelings tell us to. So at that point, I wanted to develop a niche and I started getting into that. My background academically is in psychology anyway.
0: So you—you are you analyzing me right now?
1: <laughs> yes, and it's all good. It's all good.
0: <laughs> so the, the we've heard from a few other um, of the partners here about this emotional piece. Is it is it just that it's it was never factored in before, and and that's why that you know this is such a big deal?
1: I think it was factored in before, but I think most of the people who were doing marketing thought about people thought about and rationalized and and really considered their decisions practically, <laughs> where uh, that came from economic theory and but. The neuroscientists were saying that, no, emotions and feelings operate all the time. So it's not, we're not all just rational beings. Our emotions inform our rationality and tell us what to do. So what,
0: what um, in terms of this show, and I know you're not, you're attending today and often you're speaking here, sure. but it's very focused on tech innovation um, and how people are, not not tech as the driver, but tech right. as an enabler of tool sets, it seems. <coughs> Excuse me. Sure. What is, um, what is your take on, on TAC? How are you leveraging it?
1: The way we're leveraging it is we do implicit <laughs> association <laughs> testing. You okay? Yeah. Okay, implicit association <laughs> testing. And we use online surveying to do that. So the response tasks that people have to go through to give in an implicit or a non conscious response require different response tasks, but we've put that into automated formatting now with our ie pro U technique okay uh, what, what does that mean that, that means sounds cool <laughs> ie i stands for implicit e stands for explicit pro stands for profiling and U means that you can do it yourself at your own desk if you're a client and okay. you can do the study on our platform uh using that our approach but it's automated so that's where the tech comes in it's automated it's turner turning studies around fast and so you get your results in real time
0: so uh if i'm not the, the audience that you're trying to reach, or at least your client is trying to reach and you want to find out data about me, am I logging into an online dashboard and answering questions?
1: Pretty much, yes. Yeah. And so, you're going
0: to get to that unconscious that way,
1: right? So we've we've uh, programmed in a survey uh, with these implicit response tasks in it. So you, as a client, would upload the things you want to study and the attributes you want to study about those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get the sample also loaded in, which we can help you with, the survey runs automatically, and then the data are, when the data are collected, the uh, the results come back to you. And the at z- your desk. Th- and the
0: sample is the panelists, the actual people
1: the sample of the actual respondents who are your consumer targets
0: and who are who are your clients these days is it businesses is it agencies like who's the ones coming to you mostly who who are the ones coming to you let's who is the ones
1: coming to who's the ones those people is the people (laughs) mostly i sound like
0: my long island (laughs) family hey hey what are you doing (laughs) Uh, well i'm not going to go there but anyway um
1: they're mostly the end clients they're um they're not necessarily agencies although agencies can get involved as well but mostly the end clients the cpg companies the retailers and other types of clients and i don't necessarily have anyone sort of vertical or any one type of client uh, because emotions are global right
0: Right, and everybody everybody who is building a business is looking at all of this so you you said you were a psychologist before this no, psychiatrist I,
1: I no, well no I haven't gotten to that level I have a psychology uh, masters in psychology okay. so that was my academic background
0: and that that kind of helped to form the basis for a lot of of this this thinking that you're doing yes. is is there any have you seen any trends in behavior or in some of the data that you're gathering in terms of how we as humans are changing like anything that's kind of blown your mind in the last couple years
1: Uh, not really um and the reason i say that is because human emotion really hasn't evolved a whole lot we're not inventing new emotions we're we're emotional creatures but if i were to really say anything that is um being more influential these days due to social media mostly it's the emotions involved with connecting with others the social proof uh getting You know, feeling some, maybe even awe from really the thought leaders might be there. But more it's, um, we see a lot of love for others. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of confidence in what others are telling us about reviewing products, etc. So so
0: the role of the influencer has now entered into our sort of emotional understanding. Absolutely, And so that's a new piece. I think so. I think it's,
1: it's like, it's not like we were never trusting or having built confidence from other people in the past. But given social media and our need to get, uh, you know, um, proof from other people, I think it's probably more now. I don't have any quantitative proof of that, but it's a sense that I get.
0: And what role does social media play in your world? Because we've talked to a few folks that have integrated social media data nicely into the more standard tools. And so for the first time, we're seeing social media sort of get I don't know if this is the right way to say it, quantified into the rest of the data. Right. Are you also, you know, taking that in in a qualitative way?
1: Our company is not doing a whole lot of that. We've done a couple studies where we've part- partnered with some of the social media experts who do, do the text analysis and turned it into emotions and things like that. But Emotive Analytics doesn't do a whole lot of that right now.
0: It, it seems like that might be next just because people post such... You know, passion. I mean, my Facebook feed in the last six months because of the election mm-hmm. has become, well, my personal feed, but also my colleagues' feeds have become these emotional, mm-hmm. you know, because of everything going on. Sure. You know, just everyone's like, it seems like just saying exactly how they feel at that moment. Right, right.
1: <laughs> you well, know? you know. Um, We're looking at it more and more now. Uh, I think somebody said this is the year of the emotion or whatever. Interesting. uh, Emotions have always ruled human behavior. Um, Mm -hmm. The reason why emotive analytics isn't into that now so much is because that sort of expression is explicit. And we're really trying to get at what's going on in the non-conscious space. And once you can recognize it and voice it, that's no longer... Um, non-conscious it's conscious now that's important but there are other areas that are just as important the implicit uh, emotionality
0: now are you also looking we've talked to some folks who are very passionate about neuroscience and I've watched some neurofeedback, uh, right. and also there are all these wearables now that you can like put on your head. I'm afraid sure. to actually. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> that do things to your brain. Are those things that you're looking at as well?
1: We look at them, and I have uh, partners and associates that we can bring into customized studies, and they're very important. They really get at unobtrusive implicit reactions, emotional reactions to things. What what their, I hate to say drawback, but their limitation is that they look at emotionality on a dimensional level. They look at overall arousal and maybe some primary emotions. The implicit association techniques that we use, get more into discrete emotions. The, the guilt, the embarrassment. Right, the, the stuff underneath. Under, well, right. not just underneath, but the stuff that doesn't come directly from the body or the, the neurology or the brain reactions. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, because feelings, we can differentiate emotions from feelings. Feelings are really cognitive interpretations of emotional body states. Ah, okay. So a feeling like guilt, really there's no um, uh, neuroscientific or physiological signature of guilt, but it's a cognitive interpretation. So some of the techniques that we do can get more discreet into the emotional recognition.
0: Okay, okay. I see, I see what you're meaning. That, that's yeah. really interesting. So get away from the feeling, which is the expression, but get to the actual thing. Like therapy.
1: Well, <laughs> it, it can be involved in that. It's still a feeling. We call it a feeling, right. obviously, but it's not just a... Uh, physiological reaction, it's more the cognitive interpretation of that. So I can be feeling a certain way physiologically, but given the context, it could be anger, it could be disgust or it could be a number of other more specific feelings. And that's important for marketing because marketers want to get that discreet. They want to get that specific in terms of leveraging the products and services.
0: Now, just a, a last question on just the, the, you know, what's happening to our world right now. So are all these new products coming out that are connected to the internet, you sure. know, and AI and all of these things. Are you starting to look at the emotional impact that all of that is having on folks? I mean, I don't know if you have any clients in the wearable space or in the connected home space, but that's also starting to change our behavior and our perception of the world around us. Like the Fitbits and things like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you looking at all of that sort of... I have
1: to say we haven't really looked at that specific... type of area of of research so um i don't know how to speculate on that to tell you i I think
0: it would be interesting because people have these emotional connections to like um, like i lost this watch for two days my Mm. apple watch Mm -hmm. and i literally was like devastated because i've become so used to the little um minor intrusions of data that and so it's kind of it changed my day and um, and I was a little grumpier.
1: <laughs> well, we can certainly get into that and study it. We, you know, that's an experience that you had. Experience triggered the emotions. so yeah. that would be a great uh, application. For I'm going to send
0: you some wearable clients. Okay, Because do that. I think that this whole space and AI too, like the role of AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, has that come up at all in some of the work you're doing?
1: Uh, unfortunately, no. But send them my way. I I, I just
0: um, the reason these ideas are popping into my head is because what you do you're doing is so interesting, and also AI and they're missing the emotional piece, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I would think they'd want some insights from you about how to weave that in.
1: Well, the AI people are certainly starting to understand the algorithms involved in emotionality. They don't have it down yet, obviously, and I don't know if they ever will, but they're getting closer and closer to it for sure.
0: Yeah, so interesting. So where can we learn more about Emotive Analytics?
1: Well, definitely uh, the website, emotiveanalytics.com. You can email me, paul at emotiveanalytics.com, or I, I work out of St. Louis, so come and see a Cardinals game and uh, <laughs> we'll have a beer and uh, and you can learn more about it that way. And
0: you'll analyze us in a way.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll be discreet about it but uh, maybe a little bit
0: do you do you also are you blogging or tweeting or sharing any other thought leadership in other platforms i'm about
1: ready to start doing more of that i've done mostly um articles uh for publications uh in quirks etc cetera, etc cetera. so but uh hopefully soon we'll be more tweeting and blogging and getting the word out
0: yeah it's so we've talked to a lot of folks about that and it's so hard you're running your company That's so right. you can't also be messaging but we want to hear more from you so we're um, we're always asking so the Fabulous Paul Connor, who the CEO of Motive Analytics, who um, knows a lot about how you feel <laughs> in that unconscious way. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, talking to him live at Insight Innovation Exchange 2016 here in hot Atlanta. I'm broadcasting live on VoiceAmerica.com. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you very much. Great me. talking to you. you I know kind of little tiny bubbles are going off in my head. I'm okay. sure you see that unconsciously. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> The powerhouse of internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Become
1: a member of voice, America. become a member of.